Welcome to Cancelled. We're do- we're doing it. We're making our way. We are. It's only two more after this. There's only two more episodes. We're left. so close. We're, we're so close. We're so close. We've almost we've almost done it. It helped that one of these episodes was genuinely really good. Yes. So that gave me enough motivation to keep going. It made me uh, feel happy. It's Lisa Furjic, everybody. Hello. Uh, yeah, we've had a. Uh, it's been a rough one. I apologize. But I think it's been interesting. That being said, uh, we are up to episode seven and eight. Lisa, what's going on with you? How's your uh, how's your life? What's Man, happening? My life is good. Uh, <laughs> just straight L I V I N, baby. You downloaded the APD app, the I, Austin Police Department. I Warfare did. App. I didn't know they had an app. I didn't either. Uh, and then and then I saw something about it, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna," because um, <laughs> you know it can't be great. Uh, but it does show you um, all of the crime that's happening at any given time, and there's just so much, and it goes <laughs> so unreported, because there's too many dog festivals happening at the park. <laughs> Austin, uh, Texas, baby. Trump is here today, so I'm yeah. sure that's been a, a, a high point of, yeah. of app. They just gave me a push notification that said, stay away from the airport for the Trump visit. <laughs> Ugh. Uh yeah, it's been good. We had a little uh, little shindig here to raise uh, yeah, me and my yeah, girlfriend yeah. through a nice little house party to but we made people if they wanted to drink. We just here's what happened, we just bought a bunch of liquor and we're like if you want to drink, you have to bring donations for Louisiana flood relief and it turns out that's literally all it takes to make people be good people. Dude, you just have to give them alcohol. So everybody a ton of people showed up, they brought a ton of stuff. We raised like I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of fucking crap in there. Let's awesome. give it up for alcohol. God man. damn, man! Just it's, give it up for just alcohol. Killing it, baby. just killing it every day. <laughs> uh, unlike this show, which killed it once in mm-hmm. eight episodes. Uh, um, we can just jump into it. Episode yep. seven. I go in like I literally start and I'm mad. Like it starts with previously on now, and I'm like, fuck! Yeah. I just see all the shit I hated prior, and I just get angry. Uh, and then I noticed for the first time that the guy in the picture, like if you go to the HBO Go app and the image for vinyl, it's like a dude with sunglasses, looks exactly like Andy Samberg. Yeah. Uh, so that was an interesting turn. Now I just hate Andy Samberg for no, it's not his fault. Uh, and then I hate fucking opening credits. But genuinely... Every time in the opening credits where it goes, Wow! I want to I I rip out all of my hair. Like, I want... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's infuriating. Wow! Oh, does this mean it's rock and roll now? Okay. And there's another thing that happens in... I think I want to say it's the next episode. Uh... Yeah, it's more in the next episode where the nasty bits have to record a song. They have to write new songs for uh, performing for the... <laughs> I have uh, so many thoughts on that. Uh, performing for fucking... They're open for Iggy Pop or whatever. Or, um, no, open for New York Dolls. New York Dolls. And uh, so they write us... They, they have no good songs. And then the manager, the manager guy, like... That scene was actually really enjoyed. Where that like, scene was badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That where, dude rules. Yeah, he's great, and I would just wish they would give him more to do. But this scene was also like he basically just goes through like, here's how you write a song: E A B. The only three chords you need is the the skeleton of all songs, and you flush it out from there. And then he just shows you going through like five or six different songs how that same chord progression is what rock and roll is, and then you just flourish a little bit to change it from one song to the next. And he plays like four or five songs. One of them is his one of his songs, yep. and then they like punkify it. Yep. To, they they put some curses in and some yeah. shitty guitar work, and then it's like a, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say fuck a few times, and it's like, oh, this is punk rock now. That song stinks. Yeah, in a way that like you couldn't just hire. There's a lot Anyone? of good bands. There's Anyone? a lot of good bands right now that sound like that. You Mike just, Weeby could have fixed that <laughs> for sure. Any number of like, I saw somebody online who was like, what, "Just hire like Ty Seagal or somebody. Hire anybody. They oh, could have God. gladly done a better version of what you were trying to do there." And that to me is like a, one of the big failures of this show is every time they have to be p- truly creative 
and invent a new thing, they shit the bed. It stinks. It yeah. stinks every time. Yeah. Every fake act they have stinks. All their songs stink. Their covers, not bad, not great. But passable at least because it's a fucking song. Because we know. it's a song that we know is good. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But all right, let's 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 try let's to be get a back little on positive. The positive tray. A little bit of positivity. <laughs> That first episode is genuinely good television. It is good. It is sweet. It was long, but not like too long. But I was into it the whole time. And I have to say, like, it evoked genuine interest from me in characters I haven't given a fuck about this whole time. Like, I. So, first off, I'll say, I think one of the reasons this episode was so much more watchable than all the others is. Everybody just took a breath and, like, calmed down for five minutes. Yeah. It's not literally just Bobby kind of doing giant rails of coke and fucking screaming for an episode. Yeah, and it could have been, because it starts out with, like, how are we going to make payroll? And everyone's like, we could do this, we could do this. And he was yeah, yeah, like, well, I don't know, we'll sell the plane. And it's like, whoa, where'd you come from? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's talking about, like, with, like, whoa. genuine ideas. Uh, he's sobering up. It's a nice thing that we're, like... We're seeing a progression of a character. He kind of rock bottomed pretty hard last episode. He took that in and was like, I have to make some changes. And now he's trying <laughs> to make some changes. I also love how like all the young pups in the office are like, boss is getting rid of the booze. It's a fucking free for all in here. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, there's a great, uh, this is a very heavy Ray Romano episode. Mm. He gets a lot of range and it's Fucking great! He has Ray like Romano funny- for president. You know, <laughs> if, Reagan, if Reagan can do it, yeah, Romano can 100%. do it. A hundred percent. Everybody already loves him. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll win in a landslide. Uh, he just has like he's genuinely funny, but then by the end has like real range of his character. Fuck there's a man. he has uh, there's a line where they're, they're trying to figure out how they're gonna like write the ship. Right, the ship, like, the 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 label's sinking. They have no money. Uh, they have to cut up their credit cards, but they're like, we still have like. You know, part of it, like people expect to be wine and dine. He's like, okay, but we just have to submit receipts. Uh, he has a library, which so was the most adult thing homeboy has said in the entire run, by far. But Ray Romano says, "Act British, spend Yiddish," which I really fucking laughed yeah. out loud at. I was like, that's just genuinely funny. Uh, at one point, I was like, holy shit, is Richie sober? I think Richie's sober. It's like one yeah. of my notes, and yeah, he's like sobered up. He's not drinking. Uh, he's having fucking like sodas and club soda and shit. Like they're on the plane, so basically they're gonna sell. They him and Ray uh, Richie and Ray Romano fly to the West Coast. They're selling their plane to another label owner. Uh, is it Lou Diamond Phillips? It's not Lou Diamond Phillips. It is. Do you ever watch The Sopranos? Yes. It is the guy who owned the restaurant on The Sopranos. Okay. Uh, but they Artie, say his Artie name Bucco. Was, but they said his name was Lou, so I thought they were oh, saying... Oh, well, the, I mean, the character's name Which, in my Lou. head, I was like, oh, that makes sense, because he played Richie Valens, who died in a plane crash. <laughs> like, I was trying to make it make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all I've been doing this second it's watch, is like, trying. yeah, but, like, how is this genius? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not. That's no, how. Uh, this episode close. Pretty good though. Yeah. Uh, so so they're gonna fly to the West Coast, sell the plane to this other label owner, make a bunch of cash, and they'll use that to like give them some breathing room, fucking you know pay payroll, so on and so forth. And that plane ride is fucking awesome. It's, it's so, so genuine and real, and like it's just two friends, one of whom is fucked up royally. And now they have to have that conversation where they go, look, you fucking hurt me. And he has to, like, come to terms with that and figure out how they're going to move past it. Yeah. And it felt, it didn't feel rushed, but it felt like there's a point where they kind of, like, Ray, had, Ray said what he had to say. Uh, fucking Richie had a shitty, he gave that shitty apology that is perfect for him where he's like, I'm big enough to say I'm sorry. Which is, like, the shitty non-apology where you have to make it about how good you are for apologizing. Yeah. But... He said it. Ray needed to hear it, and then they kind of start after a while bonding and like kind of moving past it. It was really interesting. Yeah, uh, it was. I thought it was really sweet. They also had like you know cute waitress butt hanging out. <laughs> there and was. They were also still kind of gross, right? Sure. So because like Richie's like fucking uh, Jim Morrison at his last three way on the plane or whatever. The yeah, fuck. and so then they but then they it kind of transfers from normally it's Richie that's like eh. yeah yeah all but then for whatever reason Ray Romano. On that plane ride was like a threesome, huh? Uh, never, I've never done that. That yeah, sounds yeah. fun. You know what I mean? And so then we start seeing that part of him, and I think it's this 
we're like he has this relief now that he and his buddy are like gonna be buddies again. Yeah. So now Ray Romano's like, oh, cool. Is it my turn to fuck around? And boy <laughs> is it. Who boy is it? Uh, um, they they do inter they intersperse like inter like. There was a moment where I was like, I hope this is all just a Ray and Richie show. Because yeah. if this whole episode is just them and in this mode, I'm just gonna find it. And it, it mostly is. But they but they managed to the stuff they managed to bring in is actually really interesting. They introduced these uh these mailroom guys who are yep. really interesting. They actually are gonna bring some new blood into the next episode, which we'll talk about when we get there, but I really like because I like that dynamic. So uh <laughs> the guy, the 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 son of Quaid who I just found out is a set of Quaid, although apparently you've been telling me that for multiple episodes. Yes, I have. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but Dude, did you hear that Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid like ate monkey brains at some club in Austin? No. That Well, I mean, that might be some Illuminati shit. Okay? <laughs> I, I one, I believe it. Two, uh, maybe that's why his face looks the way it looks. Okay, sorry. Monkey is a little too close to people for me to eat. I'll yeah. eat more or less any, like, I'll give it a shot, but, like, yeah. monkey is a I've little eaten, too dude-ish. I've eaten most of the parts of a cow. Sure. But I've also seen most of the Silence of the Lambs movies, so, <laughs> I, yeah, monkey is too much. It's too human. Uh, but, yeah, so, so uh, the homeboy that got demoted is now working in the mailroom, and it's nice, because, like, he basically, like, he's a huge dick. He continues to be a dick. Oh, yeah. But we get to see him get a little bit of comeuppance because these three guys in the mailroom are just bullying him, and he deserves it, so it's fucking fine. I've I've never really felt like I could say the word honky and mean it, but, <laughs> I mean, when he walks into that mailroom, that's the only word that comes he, to mind. Yeah, he's a, just, just a honky. And, like, in the way of, like, George Jefferson would call him a honky. Yeah, like, you look ridiculous <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and uppity, and I hate you. <laughs> And you're a dick. Yeah. Like, you're just still a dick. Uh, he can't get over the fact that, like, uh, curly hair is, like, has his job. And he keeps, like, she keeps trying to give a little bit of an olive branch. And he keeps being like, but you're worse than oh me. Like, God. I should be better than you because I'm better than you. I forgot about that. I just, I just watched it and I forgot about it. <laughs> I, just, I forgot about that whole, like, on the fire escape scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember if that's this episode or the next. I think but, it's the next. I'll wait. But no, it's fine. We can talk. Uh, we're talking about him. It's fine. Yeah, he's just a dick. Yeah, she, like, he's on a fire escape and he's pissing and moaning because, like, they're bullying him. And he's like, my dad was a Navy guy and he had all this stuff by my age and I get coffee and... She's like trying to be like, yeah, you know, I, I used to get coffee too, and you could like, you just gotta hustle. These guys like hustle, and he's like, yeah, well, if I had tits and an ass, I could give a like, if I could fuck for a signing bonus mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck he says. And it's like, motherfucker, she's trying to be nice to you. Also, so every maybe time he should get some self esteem because if he found a lady, he could fuck for a signing <laughs> bonus. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know a single lady that's going to be like, well, I wasn't going to sign with this label, but this guy that looks like a Muppet is going to bang me, so I, hey, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe he eats pussy like a king. I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He is the son of Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> I like son of Quaid as like a fucking... Son of Quaid is great. It's just as a name. Um, so that's happening. Meanwhile, uh, Richie and, and Ray are going to sell the plane, and there's a great line in there where like, Richie actually shows a little humility where he said, uh, where he's like, what are you just coming here? To, you're also going to trip the babysit me or whatever. And Ray says like, I, you're a toddler. I wouldn't trust you with a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Okay. Well, he, what's this line? he says like, I'd rather trust my wife naked in bed with Burt Reynolds before I trust you yeah. with a hundred thousand dollars cash. And Ray's line is like, I partly see your point where it's like, okay, you get it. Like yeah. you're, you understand you're a fuck up, but like he looks all mad and he's like, I partly see your point. Yeah. 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 He's, but <laughs> so but that's, good. it's also really genuinely it's him. Acting, yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, um, I, I, they are so genuine on that plane and so good in that it's moment so sweet. that when they finally meet up with the, the guy they're selling the plane to. Yeah. And he's, He's not so much a dick, but he's a he's little... Smarmy. He's smarmy. and he's rubbing it in their face a little bit that, like, you know, I hear you guys aren't doing so great. You know, hey, it all turns around. In a couple weeks, you'll be here buying a plane or whatever the fuck it is. 
that genuinely I was like I felt bad for them having to sell the plane regardless of how much they fucked up to get yeah, to this yeah, point yeah. I genuinely felt bad in that moment for them and I was like you have managed to turn around six episodes of me hating this man to me feeling bad for mm-hmm. in, in like 20 minutes finally like maybe 20 like, minutes I feel like they've spent so much time trying to get us to feel something for him and right. it took it took up until episode 7 for sure um Ray Rana walking around with that bag with $90,000 cash in it made me very uncomfortable. Uh, it made everyone uncomfortable. They walk up to that party on the beach in their suits or whatever, and I was just like, he's that- holding that little black satchel of cash, and I was like, someone, like, I would steal that from you. Like, yes. I'm not even a thief, and I would just take that from you yes. if you look like a victim. Yes. Um, that L.A. party with Mama Cass and all those motherfuckers. at least... There was very little interaction. It was more like they, they, he interacts with Grant Parsons or whatever, which was easy for me because I don't know what that dude's supposed to look like. So, fine. Yeah. I, I know like, your he name. He looks like Danny Masterson with a haircut. <laughs> he looks like that guy from that 70s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. For sure. Uh, so that was fine. And then the rest of it was more just like him, someone on the balcony going, like, oh, well, that's Crosby, that's Stills, and that's Nash, and that's whoever, or whatever, like just pointing them out. So we didn't have to interact with them, yeah. and that's what always ruins it, it genuine, is the interaction. Yeah, it was a genuine party scene as opposed to these other ones where like Andy Warhol's like, oh, I'm crazy! It really was like people standing around talking and having drinks, and, and oh yeah, there's some cocaine or there's some weed or whatever, yeah. but it, was, it felt way more like an actual party that adults go to yeah. than like, oh, everything's gotta be debauchery gotta and be bacchanal and yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, but I also, I liked that um, the contrast, and this is going to, whatever, film stuff, but, like, that party was very light. There was a lot of daylight in it. There was a lot of um, light-colored things going on, whereas everything else that's been in New York has been dark and dirty Dude, and dingy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that plays off and oh my god there was a what was it somebody was like i'm gonna get to the buffet before you know who yeah that was and like talking I, that, about mama Cass. that was, was such like, a mean fat lady joke it for was, Ray I, like, out of nowhere but it was funny it was, genuine. It was funny. yeah yeah it was oh, super it was definitely was, funny i'm gonna be honest that was the first time i've laughed at the whole damn show <laughs> um, there was but then like there is still they can't not be gross like, the show can't not be gross. Right. So out of nowhere, this girl walks up to Richie and is like, here, eat this pineapple. And he eats it, and she's like, it makes your cum taste sweet. And then she just walks away. And I was like, why? Why did that just happen? <laughs> also, was that a thing then? Was that, like, like, I know, like, we have that trope now that, like, oh, you eat pineapple, makes your cum taste good. But, like, was that something talk, people talked about in the 70s still? I, mean, I feel I like, know. I, I don't when know, did maybe. oysters become an aphrodisiac? It you just know, feels I'm, like... What are we it, trying to sell this month? It um, just felt so forced and so out of nowhere. Yeah. That's like, hey, don't forget, this is still a fucking rock and roll or whatever. But it kind of led up to what happens in Vegas... It was a great. little. It was I, I, because everything he said because Ray Romano was like, "Oh, pheasants just land on your gun." Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird way to say that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that I also like. What what leads into this party is so they're all pissed off at him and and Ray like when they sell the plane and Ray Romano's like, "Let's go take a shit in the cockpit or whatever," and <laughs> which was funny, but but. Richie's like, no, fuck that. Let's go fucking sign half his roster. And like seeing focused Richie, yeah. which leads very much into the end of this episode with, with Elvis that I thought was fucking awesome, but well, I don't want to rush it yet, uh, is like this thing of him, like he's sober, he's focused, and he's got he's on it, and he's like trying to do not just the right thing, but he's trying to be like, I need to focus so I stay sober. Yeah. If I'm going to stay sober, because Ray Romano's like, fuck it, let's just go to the airport, we'll kill some time in the in the bar at the airport or whatever. And and he's like, no, let's go to this party, let's do work, because that's what's going to keep him sober. I really enjoyed him like trying to do the work like that. Uh, and also, that also pays so, off so well at the end. He's so handsome when he's sober. He's a very handsome man. 
He was a very handsome man. Bobby, give me uh, a call. To the point, I watched an episode of John Oliver's show today, mm-hmm. and he's in like a sketch at the end where he's playing like a, a journalist who's like haggard and whatnot, and he's got like a like a five day growth or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. all shit, like whatever. Tell me more. And even, <laughs> and even then, like he's playing like this super haggard, with big glasses, he's all haggard, and I was like, that is one handsome haggard nerd right it's there. It's upsetting that he's so handsome and yet he still doesn't know how to do coke. Uh, we'll get the, to that. <laughs> there's a great mo- so they go to say so they overhear at that party that Elvis is unhappy at RCA at his record label, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's go, let's go sign it." Like, and, and, and there's a great line where where uh, Ray Romano's like, well, "How can we afford it? He's going to be really expensive." And he's like, "Fuck it, we sign him, we figure that out later." And Ray's like, "I fucking love that you just said that." And they they you know it's an hour away by plane. Let's go to Vegas, uh, which seems like as soon as he said it, I was like, "Well, so much for Richie's sobriety." Wait, real quick, as they're leaving, he takes a plant from the front of the party and just chunks it. Yeah, he just chunks which it. Which I'm like, cool, so that's New York visiting LA. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> just fucking up a plant. You. It was also, uh, I, it, I laughed very hard, but I also kind of enjoyed that even sober, Richie's still a dick. Yeah! Like. I love this. That's what I loved about it was that sober him was like, fuck these fucking idiots. Chunk. Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, have you been in Joshua Tree? Tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, that was actually the only moment in that whole thing that I just was like, ugh. Well, because it's so cringy the- because you fucking know those people now. For sure. That's, For sure. That's why it's cringy because you're like, oh, fucking go. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a moment, particular line in it that is so on the nose that I was like, all right, dude, you could have subbed it up a little bit. Where he tell, he's like, yeah, you got to go to Joshua Tree. And he's like, oh, I hear the sunsets are amazing. because no, it's about the sunrise. Take a couple of peyote buttons. And then you realize, like, you think about that beautiful thing. And you either think about how to get it back or how to let it go. And it's like, oh, do you mean his wife? You might as well have just said, you think about your wife and decide what you want to do there, Richie. It was so on the nose that I was like, ugh. I hated uh, it. But everything else in that party I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I like that they co- made L.A. look like <laughs> like just so shitty. Just so douchebag. But I like, but like hippie it, douchebag. I want to say it looked gay. Right. But like how middle schoolers would say, say that, for sure. I did, I laughed. The like the most debaucherous thing at that party, other than co- Pineapple Girl, was uh, the guy they sell the plane to has like a little like sugar bowl that just says cocaine on the front that he's just doing cocaine out of. And I just, I was just like that's so silly, but it really made me laugh. Uh, but they go to they go to and that's what Austin's becoming. Yeah, man. yeah, man. All these LA assholes, man. <laughs> Except that it's there's terrible cocaine in this house. Um, <laughs> They go, uh, they go to L.A., or they go to Vegas, and they're going to, they, like, arrange a secret meeting with Colonel Tom Parker. Which was the, that dude is great. He's so good. Um, you might, he was in, I, I had to look it up, but he's in, um, uh, what the fuck? He's in a, The this, KFC commercials. He's in the <laughs> KFC commercials, but he's also in, like, um, this horror movie that I cannot remember the name of for the life of me, but it was, he's like this crazy cult leader guy um I, whatever he's been in the t- he's been in a handful of things he's just like a very under the radar character actor but he's really really good uh but he they have this they like arrange this little meeting with him where he tells him like you go see the show afterwards we'll talk on the phone like we're not having this conversation we've never met but afterwards you call me and if i like what i hear i'll talk to elvis and maybe you tell us all what what we want to hear they go to the pool and they meet and like Richie sit, uh, uh, Ray sitting by the pool. Richie goes talks to these two girls, and I was like, "God damn it! Are you going to try to get hit Ray to have a threesome?" Because I figured I was like, "All right, this is where the debauchery. This is where it turns. This is where he's not going to be responsible." Mm-hmm. Not so much. He kind like he brings him over. He definitely introduces the girls to Ray, but Ray is jumping at the opportunity. Yeah, there's he's not forcing anybody's hand to the point where one of the girls pulls out some coke. And gives it to Ray, and Ray takes it immediately. And Ray does it! Immediately. And then... Zach, he, my dude! He hands... The girl tries to get Richie to take some, and he, like, he takes it, he opens it up, he's, like, gonna pour it on his hand, and then he doesn't. And I... Maris was here, she was watching, my girl was watching it with me, uh, and she has not watched the show at all, but I started clapping, 
And then I realized I wasn't really clapping for Richie as much as I was clapping for the show for not just falling back on that immediately. Yeah. I was really clapping for the show to be like, oh, guys, you figured it out. He needs to struggle. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he only just does cocaine and yells, then at some point he's not even really yelling because he's always at, at level five. And if he doesn't come down and then go up and come down, then you don't get it. He's just right. constantly at a certain it's, level. It's, it's your hedonistic friend, right? Like, right. they're fun to hang out with once a month. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You don't yeah. want to <laughs> see them on a series. Every week. Absolutely not. No. Uh, there's a moment where he jumps. So right then, he like he, put, he puts the cat back on it, gives it to him, picks a girl up, throws her in a pool. But that's, like, that's his way of like getting past that moment of, of the drugs. And then he jumps in the pool, and he's underwater for this long shot. And I really just expected there to just be some ghost band under the water just yeah. playing at fucking under the under sea. The sea. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Some prom band. Uh, which kind of makes sense for the mm, For sure. Uh, God damn it. So And that happened. And I, I wrote like, holy shit, Richard's making a good decision once in his life. This is an interesting take suddenly. Uh, they go see Elvis. I don't have any connection to Elvis outside of Public Enemy lyrics. Uh, he's a hero to most, but he never mentioned it to me. But this is the first of the of the fake rock stars mm-hmm. that I was genuinely like, this is interesting. Because he could have just been a, a shitty Elvis impersonator, which he kind of was on stage, but also was good at playing like later year sad Elvis, right? Yeah. And and Ray is like and Ray's drunk and heckling and booing and being shitty and sad about it, uh, which I love. The other thing I love when they first met Carlton Tom Parker, which I forgot to mention, is Ray is again bad at meeting. He's a, just a so bad. Like at- he was when he met Dave Bowie. It's a great. By the way, I call him Dave Bowie. We're friends. Yeah. Uh, my, my buddy <laughs> Davey Bowie. I channel um, him now. <laughs> uh, when they meet, Earned some sage in this hole. When he meets, when they meet him, he like puts his foot in his mouth again, and I was like, "That is an interesting continuation of this character. Mm-hmm. He is not good at this." Mm-hmm. And I liked that they kept going with that. And then he goes to that thing, and he's all drunk, and he's with those girls, and he's like booing and yelling, and uh, we fi- we finally they leave. Even though, like Colonel Tom Parker have seen them kind of be shitty, but we don't know how bad that is yet. They're at the they're at the fucking crap uh, blackjack table, and I'm like, "Here we go. This is going to be Richie losing it again," and it's not. Again, Richie is fucking like doing the responsible thing. Ray Romano is off his fucking tits. He's lo- he's gone, and he's like, "No, we're gonna stay at this table. We're gonna win a million dollars." He fucking loved. Yeah. Uh, fuck Elvis. We got ninety grand cash. We'll turn it into a million dollars. And the second he said, it, "We got n-. see," that's what's good about this episode. And Richie was like, "Shut the fuck up." They do subtle things to set up expectations and then twist them on you, right? So like. He says, you know, we got 90 grand cash in the hotel room. And they cut to one of the girls who looks at the other girl. And we're like, fuck, they're going to rob him of this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie is like looking at booze the whole time. There's another thing that's happening in this episode that was like kind of dumb, but it was fine. Where he keeps seeing the number 18 everywhere. It's on like the tail number of the plane. Oh, He's yeah. hitting 18s on the cards and winning. He just keeps seeing the number 18. Uh and and he he's the one who steps away. You know you know it's hard. Like this is there's such a thing as pushing your luck. He takes the chips. He's like, let's go upstairs and just party up in the hotel room. We've got champagne or whatever. We got these girls. Uh, they go up to the hotel room. Champagne was the name of both of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been. Yeah. I honestly don't know if they give them we names. We don't get names for them. I don't think we do. They're just like thing one hot thing girls two. in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Seuss. Exactly. Um, Ray is full on like I'm getting this threesome, which was hilarious. So, uh, and he has trouble lifting. <laughs> he like picks one of the girls up on his shoulder to carry her in the bedroom, and he's not good at it. He's not smooth. But he like what's funny is he is as smooth as you think that character should be. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we're all friends, right? Yeah, we're all friends. You, you're friends with her. You guys should be friends with each other. And, like, they kiss, and he's like, oh, let's me and be friends with you guys. And he's like, Which he's is like, like, that's how a college guy gets a threesome going. For you know sure. what I mean? Like, I think you guys are better friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just waits. But he's also, 
not smooth. But he's also, yeah, like a sweet baby boy. Right. <laughs> who's ha- it's almost like his first sexual experience. Yeah. And I love that Richie is just like... He's just kind of letting them do his thing. He's not... He's, he's also not pushing it. He's yeah. just sort of there. Uh, and then he like sees it happening. He leaves. He leaves him. And Respectfully. Then, the next thing he's just here's the one thing that was interesting like he's just in Elvis's room. Uh-huh. I don't know we don't really see how he gets there but fine. That scene with him and Elvis was awesome. Yep. So good. It was the it was absolutely the first time that any of the interactions with the fake band guy outside of a little bit of fucking Alice Cooper. Yeah. But that was just sort of funny. Yeah. This was like real and genuine yeah. and you got to see this side of Richie that like oh this is why he's good at this yeah he cares about these things he he genuine when he's telling him about like no that's not you man what you are is this album and this special and we're gonna take it down we're gonna strip it down to the parts and bare minimum we're gonna turn you back into what rock and roll is it doesn't come across as a sales pitch it comes across no. as like a guy who's really passionate about this. Yeah, and that's like, where it's like, where have you been this whole fucking show? Yeah. Yeah. And also what I loved about whoever the fuck it was that played Elvis, God love him. Great. L- great Fantastic. Great, didn't look exactly like him, but cl- close enough to where it made me go, <gasps> when he took his sunglasses yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he really, like, he made Joaquin Phoenix and Walk the Line look like a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the way he was just, like, eating pills, but then acting normal. Yeah, yeah. And I that, was and like, like, the subtleties of, of real addiction and real um, uh, t- uh, tendency to fall on and off of sanity sure. was so pure and real coming from that actor. Like... It was it, that was very I, I was I was very impressed by that a hundred percent and also like just it shot well like mm-hmm. he's pacing the room and the camera's following him but not in the very obvious way it's like a couple beats behind him as he as he moves yep and 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 Richie is it's such a great performance from him where it reminds you of like why anyone would have ever bought his bullshit. Because for like six episodes, we're like, why does anyone listen to this man about anything? Yeah. He's clearly a lunatic. But when he speaks with something that he cares about and passionate about, it it feels so real. It reminded me of when he was the bartender talking to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, much so. Who becomes the manager of the, the nasty bits. Yeah, Jimmy whoever. Little Tibbs. Jimmy, little Johnny Johnson or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Um, that whole scene is great. And then the turn when Colonel Tom Parker shows up and you see... Ooh. When Ooh, Elvis he scared me like a ghost. <laughs> oh, he scared me like a ghost. He come out, I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, we were having a moment. We were so close. It was so good. And like, you see Elvis turn into a, like, he's like a, a little child. Kid. Yeah, he immediately, uh, his shoulders fall. Everything. It was such a perfect uh, And then you see Richie realize, like, the uh, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, Elvis, I just sold Elvis, but Elvis doesn't have any say in this. He's a fucking tool for this guy, and this guy's... And it was such a perfect beat of when... Uh, I'm it, kidding him. Like, as yeah, much it was great. vitriol as we've thrown at this show, like, the, this, uh, like it, this episode... Was was great television. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched any of it, you just listened to us bitch about it, watch this episode. Yeah, and then sure. And then fill in the blanks, because, like, it's, this, that scene is so good. And and the change there's a there's a brilliant moment where Colonel Tom Parker is like he's clearly like what are you doing here buddy like he's he's like you went behind my back so this is never gonna happen uh, and he says goes to Elvis like hey Elvis why don't you show him that trick that you showed uh, Nixon's Secret Service guys and then immediately he's like oh yeah perfect and he's like such a little kid he's so excited to show him this little karate move. And that's all it takes to distract him. Because he's a pilled-out fucking lunatic at this point. So he was, like, way in. He's like, this is right. What you're saying is right. I'm excited. We're going to call. Let's get this on the phone. And the second he tells him that, it's just done. He forgot entirely. He fucking takes the gun. He's like, here's your gun. That whole thing. And then he's just gone. And that's it. And he's like, why don't you? And then Colonel Tom Parker's like, why don't you see yourself out? And it's just so fucking perfect. Uh, uh, it was, it was, I... It, all it really does for how good it is is just make me angrier at how bad the rest of this goddamn show has been. Yeah, like if that's what the show could have been the whole time, like it kind of. 
I'm, and then, I'm feeling oh. a lot of emotions in the last 20 minutes. And then <laughs> he goes back to the hotel room. The place is trashed. The girls are gone. He wakes up Ray Romano, who we got to see a little bit of Ray Butt, which is pretty Dude, funny. I'll take uh, a Ray Butt. <laughs> particularly because Ray he's, Romano, call me. Particularly because he's like tan everywhere except his butt. So his butt's like right. super pale, and then everything else is like just bronze tan. Because it's the 70s. You know that they faked that. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that they were like, hey, come here, we're going to give you like a level seven of this spray tan everywhere sure. except your ass. Um,. And he kind of comes to and he's like, they're like, where are the girls? Where are the girls? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And they go to the fucking safe where the money's been. And, and this realize, is also incredibly good acting. Brilliant. The money's gone. And like the whole time, like, of course the money's gone. And like what they also do multiple times is like, oh, here's where Richie's going to fuck up. Here's where Richie's going to fuck up. Here's where Richie's going to fuck up. Oh, he's going to do coke by the pool. No. Oh, he's going to gamble all the money away. No, he doesn't. He takes them back upstairs. Keep seeing that moment. And then Ray... Wakes up and he realizes the money's gone. He's like, "I this it was me. I fucked up this time. Jesus Christ!" And then Richie gets mad, but then he's like, "You know what? Everybody fucks up. We'll figure this out." And he's like, "Good to he's good to Ray." And you're like, "Fuck! This guy gets to be a human for a minute, just and for a minute." Then they're on the plane going home, and it's great because they're in like the last row of coach. They're way in the back oh, next to a fat guy. There's babies crying. Babies crying. Way like super bottom, like super rock bottom. Ray is still like super punk. Like I don't know. What, and Ray, that performance by Ray in the hotel room where he's like, "I want to die," like felt so real. And 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 Richie's putting his pants on for uh, him. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it was just perfect. And then uh, you see the, the uh. stewardess comes by, and Richie's like, uh, "Sweetheart, two Smirnoffs." It's the first time he's even drank the whole episode. Two Smirnoffs rocks. And he pours both of them into a rock glass and just chugs it. And we're like, oh, what the fuck? And then he picks up. This is a little heavy-handed, but I'll go with it. He picks up the bottle. There's like a spoon that he stirred the drink with and the two bottles. He picks them off off the top of his book. And the condensation is made to number 18 on the book. And then we get the flashback to what really happened, which is Richie leaving Elvis's room, coming down to the hotel, coming back to their hotel room, taking the 90 grand. It's like he walks in, they're still fucking. He sneaks in, takes the money, blows all of it at the fucking roulette table, putting it, putting on, it on, 18, on 18, 18, over 18, and over, and blows, and done. Ni- blows 90 grand, and then lets, Rich, lets Ray Romano blame himself for it. And it's such a great reveal, and it's such a great moment of like, oh no, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. You've liked in this whole episode, and that's such a thing of addicts where they're charming and they they can show good because addicts aren't necessarily bad people, but yeah. addiction makes you a shitbag. So he gets to have this whole episode to the very last moment, and it's like, oh, no, uh, pull the fucking rug out from underneath you. He's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Fucking credits. God damn it, I fucking love this episode. Yep. And... It imme- uh, pretty much immediately crashes back to fucking Earth. Yeah. Uh, with the next episode. Yeah, that episode was great because it shows you, and and they talk about, the, and I've been doing AA class, not on my own volition. I went with a friend. Um, <laughs> By the way, I don't know if it's she, AA class. I don't know if it's. We you get credits. You get credits. We learned a lot. Um, she's a level zero. Uh, so I she she was court ordered. I was just a friend. yeah, afraid to go. Yeah. So I we went, but it reminded me of that because because um, whatever you're most people are addicted to something, sure. and you have to replace it with other things. So most alcoholics replace it with coffee or caffeine, coffee or cigarettes uh, or, or cigarettes. Yes, yes, yes. So so, so Exercise. now exercise. I grew so up now, in an AA household. I don't yeah. Oops. So Richie, speaking of which, that was a beer can I just fell around. <laughs> Uh, so Richie has now replaced his addictions with um, with focus and signing new artists. Sure. That's a great addiction. Have sure. that addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and also gambling. Gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And also self-destructive behavior. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't stress enough how much that that episode really blew me away and then how excited I was for this next episode. It was like, fuck, they turned the corner. Yeah. If they can do that, they can do anything. And Including then God, fuck it all up. <laughs> and then God damn it. Uh, and this opening is pretty fine. Like, 
They're going to a bank to try to get a loan because they need to get a loan now because they've blown this 90 and grand. And it's three salesmen going to a loan guy. They're like, hey, man, we'll take it to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get and you tickets. The, you like the, tickets? We got tickets. The, the, the <laughs> bank guy is like an old friend of Ray Romano's from like childhood or whatever. He's, a, by the way, a great actor. He was, a, I don't know if you ever watched Veronica Mars, but he was one of the teachers on Veronica Mars. Oh, uh, yeah. He's on a, a, a terrible show that I love called Banshee. He's in a great couple episode arc of that. Uh, great actor, great character actor. But he plays like this like nebbishy bank guy, and it opens with like a little bit of them. It's like set to Here Comes the Sun, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like, I, I that's good. The bank scene is great, and then they walk outside, and Richie's like, "Who's holding? I need coke. I need to focus." And they're like, "Ah, oh, here we fucking go again." Yeah. Uh, I did laugh really hard at Ray Romano because, like, when the guy turns down the bank loan, because they, they literally, the guy's like, yeah, we can't, you have no collateral, uh, you're not making any money, Yeah, we can't, there's He's no like, way we can do this is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, he does, like, the classic red stamp denied on the thing, and Ray Romano's like, really? You had to stamp it? For real? You had to do that? And I just laughed really Well, because that's one of those moments where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Ray Romano got to do whatever He got Ray to Romano say what, yeah, yeah, because he's funny, and you let him be funny. Uh, and then Richie's like, I need Coke. I need to focus. And he's trying to, like, tell them why, he, like, Coke is good. And he got, and this, again, a genuine laugh where he's like, uh, Albert Einstein, uh, Sigmund Freud, Sherlock Holmes, they're all great on Coke. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, Sherlock Holmes is not a real person. I loved that. It was I really loved funny. That, that was um, a sweet moment. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was also genuinely true. funny. true. Yeah, also true about all of those people, and also uh, Sherlock Holmes is not a real person. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sherlock Holmes was on opioids. (laughs) Oh, he also did a lot of cocaine. Um, There was a... uh, (laughs) So he's like, I gotta call my wife. He's having a thing with his wife where she's not calling him back, because two episodes ago she left with the kids. She's staying in the Chelsea Hotel with her children, (laughs) which is... Already, you're a bad mom. <laughs> to the point where, at what? Holy shit! So we haven't seen her in two episodes, and then this, this first reveal is so good. The first time we see her, she's there's this drag queen that's just yelling at her from the top of the stairs. And drag queen's not necessarily fair. She's not in like, but it's a like a trans woman, was, I, but like more drag queeny than that. To be fair, at some point I was like. Is that Andy Warhol? <laughs> I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, the it could have been Andy Warhol with, with eyeliner. Like, yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about. In a and robe. She's yelling, at the, uh, like, she's at the top of this balcony. She's shrieking. Sh- you killed her! They killed her! And we find out that her two kids threw this drag lady's fucking cat off the side of the balcony and killed it. And her excuse is like, well, they thought the nine lives thing, like, they, they would be fine. And then that's it. We brush right past the fact that these children are are progressing on the ladder of sociopathy. Like, Which, there are, like if you wait, like, as a murder fan, which is a horrible thing to say out loud, but, like, I watch a lot of murder shit. Oh, sure. Uh, documentaries True and crime stuff. is the shit. The bomb. So, But that's how it. every true crime Killing animals, yeah. bedwetting, those are like the, the, and there's another one I'm losing, I, I'm losing focus because I've been drinking. But there's three, and they've already shown one, at least one of them. And I'm we certain they're bedwetting. Blow right past it. Yeah. It never comes uh, up again. Uh, but I kinda, it's treated I, as a joke. The guy, So the guy in charge of the hotel is like, to be fair, I never liked that fucking cat. But his only problem is you're at the Chelsea, so part of your rent that you pay is in art, and you haven't made any art. And she's like, just give me a couple days. Because guess what? She's not a fucking artist. No, she's and a mom of she's two a, murderers. She's a shitty mom of two she's murderers. The fucking, uh, the fucking uh, Ramirez kid's yeah. mom. <laughs> and that's, again, now we don't see the kids anymore. She's no. like, we see the kids, they're murdered, and now she's just out of the town meeting fucking John yeah, Lennon in a she- sequence that means nothing and doesn't matter. Well, she took that picture, though. That was actually the one thing that made me laugh, where she goes, like, uh, 
She walks up to him with the camera. Like she see, she sees this guy taking pictures at Max's Kansas City. By the way, Bob Marley's playing there, like literally playing, and it's like, oh, why? I get it. I get it. No, but that was the worst version of Bob Marley. Sure. That was the worst. Like I have heard white college kids with dreads <laughs> yeah. do better than whatever the fuck that was. It was terrible. And there was also literally like one of the guys was dressed like uh, Dougie Fred, um, Dougie Doug from fucking Cool Runnings. He had like goggles on his head and shit. It's like enough. Just stop. Uh, <laughs> but he see, she sees like this guy taking pictures, and she sees John Lennon. She she like borrows the guy's camera, and she walks up to John Lennon. And she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but like, would you mind just one? I wouldn't ask if you have a kind face." And he's like, "Okay, just one." And then she hands him the camera and like poses with her friend for him to take the picture of them. And I was like, "That's uh, all right." That like, if you're gonna play like she's gonna be the flirty girl, she should be good at that. And that is at least a good move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she plays that scene off well. We saw that version of her in this episode a bit. And I liked that. We see We see her reaching out to her past that she wants to be. Right. Like, at at a certain point, she even is saying, like, if it was 66 to 69 in New York City, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I know those girls, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I know those. Like I, I, I could probably say the same about myself in Houston at certain places. places. At a certain point, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, we all know those scene girls, and it yeah. was, it's good to see her. Like the only thing she has is she's trying to reach back to that thing when she felt important. Fine, but guess what? You're not important. You're not important, and you your kids are gonna murder and your, your kids, nanny. They're bad. You're you're a bad person now. Bad kids. You have a bad husband. Yeah, and, and like he's not off the hook for her kids. Like he should also be raising his kids. But she's the one who took the kids. So now she if you're did. gonna take the kids, you have to be responsible for them. Yeah, and she's just out. She could have left them like she did last time. Come on, at the diner or whatever. Fuck. Oh my god. Um. There is so they uh, there's a great so the nasty, this is where the nasty bits have to write the new song. Um, Richie has an interesting moment where he's talking to the nasty bits, and again, it's a thing of like, oh, this is why he's good at this job, where he tells like they write oh, a bunch of shitty was, songs and fucking that was a good moment. It was good, yeah. The the guy, the lead singer guy, tell like makes some snide comment about him or whatever. Like he's like reach like Richie tells him like reach up your ass and pull a song out because you got to get this done. And he's like, well, you're spending so much time up there. Why don't you write the song? And he's like, haha, that's funny. Write a song as half as clever as that and we'll be happy. And yeah. then he gives him this thing of like, when I write, when I first heard your demo with like this whole speech of like, you're, this is going to be the thing and blah, 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 whatever it was. But it was really genuine and good. And he like, well, he was real with him. And he was like, yeah. you're the face of our new label. Right. You, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, it's fucking you. So don't fuck me up on this. Right. Um, this leads to that scene with the manager playing the guitar, which I thought was fucking awesome. God, it was so good. It was great. And then, like, his reaction of them going, hey, what was that one song? We don't know that song. He, like, kind of storms off. He, like, he's singing, and he's, you can see he's getting into it, but he's also, like, upset about how he sounds. It was just, it was genuinely very good. The other thing in this episode that I actually really like, as much as this episode kind of stinks, Ray Romano and the Wedding Singer guy is kind of great uh if i have down here too like if ray romano saves the day by bringing this fucking wedding singer guy and he becomes the next great thing i'm gonna it's gonna be my favorite i've been driving myself crazy trying to figure out who he's supposed to be i'm assuming he's supposed to be somebody too but i got nothing yeah i got nothing also who's the the guy who's with him is a comic the other the other guy he's a comedian oh yeah oh i don't know yeah i I don't want (sighs) We'll, want, Google it. We'll, we'll bring it up in the next episode. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. But the guy who's with him, he's a comic. And, and he, he's the one that's like, yeah, he's beautiful. He, he keeps beautiful talking about how beautiful he is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. later on, there's like a montage shot, and he's just looking at his oh, fucking yeah, headshot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Um, there's a, so, so, Ray, so Ray Romano has seen this, this wedding singer guy at his girl's his daughter's bar mitzvah, uh, bat mitzvah yep. and he's got this great voice and he's gonna say, he's like I'm gonna sign him make a demo he's gonna take a mortgage out on his house to pay for it because he feels so bad about losing the $90,000 oh, which, which he didn't lose like... and Richie is like still just being a piece of shit and not telling the truth uh there's a great there's a great moment that leads to maybe the dumbest moment in the whole run of this show where 
Uh, so Andy is meeting with the their their like PR guy, the guy that's like in charge of writing press releases and and making the logos and stuff. And he's gotten he's got five logos prepared, and he's like got them all on easels. And then she just walks by, she's like, "Dick, dick, two dicks." Literally the Volkswagen logo. Because, love that. Which is hilarious because that's love what that. he's he's got three logos that look like dicks and then the Volkswagen logo. Well, yeah, because this dude. He's an asshole. Uh, but this is what I mean leads to the last, like the worst, dumbest thing in the run of this show. So she fires, she's like, she fires him. He's following her around, like, you just fucked Richie Finesta and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, not listening. She's like, yeah. you're fired. Clean out your shit before I call and security. And other people other to do, to do shit while he's yelling at her. She's, she's such so- a boss. Such a baller. Andy for president. She Ray can be vice president. He uh he comes back later in the episode all hammered and starts like trashing the place and screaming and smashing things. Ray doesn't uh, uh Richie doesn't notice she's fired him at this point. At which point he pulls out a pentagram necklace and curses everyone because it turns out he's a Satanist. Mm-hmm. That is the dumbest angle they possibly could have taken. Wait, you mean the fat guy that never got listened to was a Satan? <laughs> it just doesn't. It's so. Wow. It's so dumb. And not only is it dumb. So wait, they wait. all react like, "Holy shit, he just cursed us! What are we gonna do?" As opposed to being like, "Someone get this fat drunk guy out of here!" <laughs> like I don't know why we're, he, we're still listening to him. <laughs> like they react like they're genuinely scared of his curse, which is so stupid. He's God damn it, scary, it makes me I up. mean, he's a scary guy. You know, he's like the stapler guy from, uh, from yeah. Office Space. <laughs> also, now I'm wondering, was it a Volkswagen logo or was it a pentagram? Uh, it was definitely a Volkswagen logo. It was very clearly a Volkswagen logo. Is Volkswagen Satanist? Maybe. I had a whisk. I mean, there were Nazis. Um, For sure. The <laughs> So, here's where I get... Just really annoyed in multiple ways. The uh, mm-hmm. the cops show back up. Mm-hmm. They play uh, a tape for so so. Well, before before the cops oh, show oh. up, the the guy he killed Buck Rogers with shows up, and they have a fight in the thing where like he tells him that the cops are onto them. I've got a yeah. lawyer. You yeah, should yeah, get yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. And Richie's like, I got an alibi. He's like, Well, fine, go down. I'm not going down by myself. And they're having this conversation in his office, which is the we've already learned is the worst place to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it turns out the cops have bugged that office when they when after the flood after the the sprinkler alarms went off and they got the paint crew in they bugged the office they were one of the painters and again this is something that if it were to happen in an improv show I would be like no <laughs> no we do not just show what we just said that is so stupid yeah yeah that yeah. is so stupid fuck you um. Uh, also, real quick, if I don't see whoever Donny Osmond is supposed to be, if I don't they, see fake Donny Osmond, I'm going to shit a brick. And they the have to, is, right? They keep mentioning him. So they have to show Again, him. I've seen this show. I <laughs> just don't remember if it happens. Uh, they show up. The cops, like, play the, like, the cops bring him in. And they play a tape. They play the tape. They go, look, we've clearly bugged your office. We also got your phone conversation with your Which dad. Is like, that is some balls. But one, clearly they don't have a fucking warrant. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be showing this. Hyper illegal. And then secondly, I still don't feel like there's any stakes. I have no concern that he's going to end up in jail. It also, doesn't feel like there's any real fear there. The way they set it up was very, like, true detective. And I was like, um, I've seen this and it was better. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Richie eventually... Re- like, so much shit happens in this episode that I guess is important to the plot, but it just feels, like, so crammed in that I don't care. Uh, Richie ends up going to the mob guy and taking out a loan from him uh, mm-hmm. because they need money because he gambled it all away. Uh which makes the mob guy tell his old record label boss that he's going to move into the American Cat, uh, Century building and like keep an eye on him and split rent, which is obviously going to lead to something, but who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't care about the mafia people at all. Yeah, the mob and the murder, which should be the highest stakes of all of the show, mean nothing. No. Uh, I'm just bored by all of it. Uh <laughs> What I did like, the, the thing that I do like in this episode is Mailroom Guy is trying to make peace 
with the other mailroom guys. Two of them have gotten fired, so the third guy just fucking hates him now. Yeah. And he makes peace, and the guy's like, you want to know how to make peace? Just break that fucking cocaine out already. Like, literally, yeah. he just says, like, dump it on the table, man. I know you got it. Uh, and they're immediately friends, and he shows them how to dance, and then... It turns out, so he was stealing records. He sees him steal records in the previous episode. Yeah. And it turns out that he's stealing records because he, he was like, bring him to a club. My friend plays uh, plays him at this club. And he goes to what is clearly a very underground, it's not really a club. It's like in an old abandoned building. It's almost like, like a, the uh, basement or like lobby section of a, of a project's housing. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. there's like a there's hundred people there. Everybody's yeah. dancing. And it's clearly what's going to be disco. It's clearly going to be like, at one point earlier in the season, they had shown Cool Herc, and that was going to lead into hip-hop, and this is clearly going to lead into fucking the the you know, the forefront of disco, and that's going to be this guy saving grace. He's going to bring in the disco acts, and that's what's going to make them a ton of money, uh, like the real underground fucking disco stuff I in mean, New York. I mean, maybe, but he did lose a Hunger Games, so. <laughs> I forgot that he was one of the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. He, uh, won, he won a Hunger Game. But, but visually... I thought that scene was very good. Yeah. Like that, like it's just shot very well. It looks like it initially it, is a little scary, but then it seems really joyous. It was just, a, I thought a very interestingly yeah. done shot. Well, it felt very different. So, so you see him specifically, the son of Quaid walk into mail room. And I thought like, Oh, honky. Oh, yeah, I hate yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then you see him walk into here and you're kind of like, Oh, yeah, like for whatever reason, you like, went. He you like you feel, had the balls to go, so I give you credit. for And that. also, like I feel like his character has had an arc, even within these two epi- with sure. these two episodes. Yeah, yeah. If not the only arc, absolutely. Um, um, but I do feel like he's he's grown, which is nice to see uh, from anyone in this fucking. <laughs> uh, the other thing that happened with the mob guy is that you see, uh, uh. He goes to he doesn't go to the mob guy first. He goes to his old record label boss first to say he wants to borrow money from the mob guy. And he, to, to his credit, the guy tries to talk him out of it by telling the story of how you know two days ago I watched him fucking murder a guy in my office. Which uh, is I like that they showed that it was good. It was and I like the way like how casual he was about it. Uh-huh. He like he he. Use the cord from a lamp and your knees. You won't pull out your back. He he pulls. He like strangles the guy with a lamp cord and pulls him up over his shoulder and it's like hanging him there. And he just goes, "See, Jimmy, if you lift with your legs, you don't fuck up your back." And he's just fucking killing this guy. It really made me want to rewatch The Sopranos. Oh, for sure. I mean, I literally (laughs) already did that recently because I was on. I was like in Montreal in my hotel room and I was like, I'm just going to start watching The the Sopranos because I didn't want to watch this again. Uh, This episode was not as bad as previous ones, but. Coming on the heels of that great episode, it just felt disjointed and and real lackluster. Well, and you have Homegirl gets kicked out, and then she's talking on the balcony with what's-his-name, and he's disrespectful. We did miss... Yeah, so the other thing going on with curly hair is that her mom is bribing her aunt or whoever it is that she's staying with, family friend, to throw her out. Like, I'll give you money, you throw her out. Which but is she says shitty. it in Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, "She's gonna bribe you to kick me out." She was like, "Well, that's rude." rude. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Uh, so that's going on with her. But again, as much as I actually do like that character, it doesn't feel like there's any real stakes. I feel like she's gonna be fine. She's got a job. She's doing good. Like, yeah, yeah she doesn't have a place, but she'll find another place. She'll just live with those guys for a fucking couple days until or one whatever. of them kills himself with heroin or whatever. Right? Exactly. Um... Yeah, this was just a very lackluster second episode coming on the heels of that that first episode. Uh, we end with him go like the nasty bits singing the version of the song, which stinks, and then we see the like the disco thing, and Richie's in jail, uh, but like a holding cell, not like real jail. He's just like in a holding cell. Yeah. Um, and like he's he's doing some drugs and some alcohol, but he's, he's doing not, a fair amount of coke. He's not go. He's not full like four day bender hallucinating. This coke. was like fucking. The way he did coke this one, I was yeah. like, oh, it's not real. Uh, that being said, I'm very happy there's only two episodes left. I can tell you that much. Yes. That I've makes me very happy. By the way, together. that was also my girlfriend just laughing at me for having to watch this show <laughs> from the other room. 
I have enjoyed our time together. It's been fun talking about, but fuck, we gotta just get a better show next time. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not trying to push myself to be back on again, but if you could, with a better show. (laughs) This was my fault. I take all the blame for this one. (laughs) Uh, I was very into the idea. It just is what it is. Honestly, that last episode, I was at the point where I was like, Okay, this makes up for the... I, I enjoyed that episode so much that it made up for the previous six, to me, on some level. Yeah. But now, like, it's going to end on such a download, I'm sure. There's no way the next two episodes are going to live up to that, so it is what it is. You got anything you want to plug? Um, let's see. I'm on Date or Die at the New Movement at 7.30 on, uh, on Friday. And uh, I'm on The Banter Show, which is a show from New York that Mac Blake and Amena Blake are bringing to Austin. And it's going to be at the Velveeta Room, and that's at 11 o'clock on Friday. Awesome. So definitely go to that. Yeah. Uh, if you are in Winnipeg, I will be there this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for the Odd Block Comedy Block Party. Todd Glass, Matt Bronger, Jackie Cation. It's going to be super fun. Martha Kelly's there. Uh, if you're in Austin, I will, well, if you're in San Antonio, I will be at the Paper Tiger on September 2nd, uh, headlining there. It's going to be fun. If you're in Austin, I'm doing a show with Neil Hamburger and Kyle Kinane at the Mohawk for their 10 year anniversary. So come to that. That's on September 11th. Never forget. Uh, there's some other shit coming up, but you can just go to my, I think I'm going to be in like Bellevue, Washington in October, but you can come check. Like check my website for that information. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, please. If you like the show, share it with your friends on social media. That helps us a lot. People take your word for things more than they take mine. So please share the show. And uh, again, I think we're going to follow this up with my so-called life. So keep your eye out for that. You can start watching that show. I, it's on Netflix or something. I know it's streaming somewhere, so you can definitely find it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>